0: Hello. Oh, good morning, sir. How Hi,
1: Dan. How are you this How's morning? How's
0: everything uh, going there? Everything's right there. great. Yeah,
1: it's going. You know what? Can I be honest with you? Please. The coffee guy screwed me again. What? Yeah, I don't. Come I don't on. want to be a dick. I don't want to be a jerk about it. But you know, I think he's at this point. He's toying with me. What happened this time? Okay. This the the, the, the posted hours. I think it might be 7 a.m., but maybe it's 7:30 a.m. I was there at eight forty five and it's still not open
0: he's yeah he's just messing with you. I think he's just <laughs> looking around the corner, yeah, oh my I God mean, people see you coming away off. you know what I'm saying, that and hobo they, really wants some coffee. They, <laughs> they lock it up, and
1: uh yeah, he just waits for me to leave that that would be self involved to think that, but you know,
0: I have my moments well you know i I think it's the same thing as with the uh with the the spider thing where you know, you think about something too much and it's going to happen. <laughs> That's <laughs> magical right. That's magical thinking, Dan. Yeah, it's magical. magical world we live in. Mm-hmm. It's a I'm magical
1: world we live in. Oh, we got lots of stuff here. Yeah, we do. Woo! Lots, lots of stuff. Of, got Lots of
0: stuff. Um, how are you doing? Me? Yeah. No, I'm good. How's the weather there? Is it all right? It's better. It's a little, you know, it's a little cool. It's cold there. It Mm -hmm. gets cold there. It does. I don't don't know
1: why. We're gonna have um,
0: storms. You know. You know what people love is hearing about the weather in San Francisco. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Because there isn't supposed to be any. It's supposed to be. You know, it's supposed to be just a a regular uh, solid seventy two degrees and clear. I don't know what city you're talking about. That's not San Francisco. It's not just beautiful, sunny. Maybe that's San Diego. Oh, my God.
1: There's moisture falling from the sky. Everyone is confused. (laughs) This is really weird. It's like my car is wet.
0: Oh, my God. The the ground
1: is wet, too. (laughs) My shoulders. (laughs) Oh, my God. The trees are wet. Yeah. Hashtag weather. Uh no, we're gonna
0: have, <laughs> we're gonna have storms. Like real, it's legit st- rain in Florida style.
1: Well, I went to that that poorly typeset page of the National Weather Service that tells you what's gonna blow up in your town. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're gonna have gusts. We're gonna have gusts over 50 miles an hour. That's like a storm for real. I mean, anybody you know, would agree. That's even even yeah. hmm I think anybody could agree. Well, you know, I mean, here, here's the simple fact. There's two simple facts here. They're not interesting facts. But they are observations. First of all, the weather in San Francisco is almost the same every day. And then there are times of year where it's consistently a certain way. Mm-hmm. And there's these pro- approximately, I think, about 10-day cycles of the way the weather works here because of the, the nature of the Golden Gate and how, how that stuff works. But anyway, but, so if it rains in the summertime, like that is pretty weird. So on the one hand, you've got San Francisco weather being like pretty much 52 degrees and kind of foggy every day forever. Which is great. I like that personally. Um, if, and then observation number two is that everybody here has Twitter. So you go, oh my God,
0: what a fell from the sky! <laughs> and it's almost the Fourth of July. It's a little, a little bit like um, uh, the it's a sense of entitlement that the weather should always be great. There should be to re- check. We need to check our privilege. Yes.
1: <sighs> <sighs> We got some
0: follow-up. This is, I
1: feel really, really bad about this. We got some follow-up from a listener. John, last name withheld, uh, who wants to say that there was a program called Hypercritical that came out a few years ago. <laughs> um, uh, episode 93, A Magic Elf in My Computer, predates uh, last week uh, by a good while, mm-hmm. uh, November 9, 2012, where uh, apparently one of, the, one of the hosts of that show did talk about gardening leave. Yeah, I don't remember that. Right, so John Les name withheld would like would like to remind me that if I were actually a fan of that retired Five by Five show, I would already know about gardening Leaf. Mm-hmm. So my apologies to John Les name withheld. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to go back and re-listen to all those shows again. And you know the thing is, here's the thing about hypercritical is you really can go back and re-listen to it. Yes, it's 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 man. There's certain episodes of that show uh, that I, uh, I I've listened to many many times. the 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 finally Microsoft episode. <laughs> the uh, the the George Lucas stuff, the stuff on the, the Steve Jobs biography, man. That's got to that be one. That one,
0: yes. Stuff. That was great.
1: It was so well done. And your your co-host on that show uh, was perhaps uncharacteristically, I don't want to say passionate, because he can get Emotion, Emotional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can tell, he had a lot of wood behind his arrow. That's a phrase <laughs> that's I learned true. from my co-host. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I also learned high level, uh, high degree of difficulty. Mm-hmm. I'm probably going to get notes about how I'm saying these wrong. But that's fine. That's the nature of the beast. Oh, you know what that guy loves is the Transformers cartoons. Big fan. So anyway, I apologize to uh, listener John, last name withheld, uh, for getting that wrong, gardening leap. And <clears throat> actually, uh, if I could say, Dan, I think we do actually have some, some uh, pseudo real, uh, non-real-time uh, uh, follow-up from numerous listeners. Yes. Um, Lots uh, of
0: email uh, showing how much disinformation we have been spreading around as a result of the show that we do.
1: Yeah, I guess. I, I, for this particular... I get what you're saying. I, I, for this particular topic, I didn't really... I didn't get that the people were like mad exactly, but we got a lot of really good factual stuff um, that I will now... Uh, perhaps together we can proceed to massacre. Uh, we talked a lot uh, <laughs> in our funny anecdote-filled episode about work. We talked about work last week. and uh, one of the things we talked about was Florida and you and me growing up hearing that phrase right to work, like it's a right to work state right to
0: work state, work at will
1: at will job so I mean I don't have one of the specific emails in front of me but the the gist that I got was that right to work doesn't mean you can't have unions it means uh, that You can't have a closed shop. You can't require people to be
0: in a union and pay dues. Right. Um, So there there was uh, somebody who has spent years in uh, human resources for big... I think that
1: was Nerd.is, our friend
0: uh, Dan. Yes. Uh, Nerd Dan, last name with help. Yes. And uh, Dan writes, um, right-to-work states are states that have passed laws prohibiting the creation of a closed shop where a union membership is required. Uh, Unions are still allowed. Employees just cannot be forced to join. And lots of details like that that, uh, so, so but then at will employment, I think is more what we were thinking about. Yeah. That means that that sounds right. Yeah. No employment contract exists and either the employee, employer or employee can terminate employment without notice or cause. And, uh, and, and, and I think that's more what I was thinking about, um, there, It says, while not always, collective bargaining agreements often remove at-will employment, requiring employers to have just cause before firing someone. In other words, uh, you could fire your employee or they could quit without any reason unless you've entered into an employment contract that would prevent that. But most uh, companies don't exercise their at-will rights very often because, you know, you get in a lawsuit. Right. And that's why if you work in a big company – I know every – I remember working in a company and I remember just thinking to myself, man – why are they carrying Larry for so long? You know what I mean. Like he's dead weight. He's using mm-hmm. Car- he's using Corel Draw when everyone should be using Photoshop, and he knows it. You know, and it was just you one- talking about you talking about Larry. Yeah, Larry. Yeah, and uh, and you know he was a nice guy that everybody liked, but he was he had obsoleted himself, and uh, and you know, but like they kept carrying him along, and carrying him along, and I said, why? Why are they doing this? I wonder why they're doing this, but he wasn't like he wasn't actively making mistakes and when he was assigned something he'd he'd get it done you know so they had to have a a a real reason to eliminate him and he was one of the first to go when they did have a uh you know like a like a uh a reduction in forces <laughs> but right. you know it it required a change like that to to let him go because companies are afraid that if they let him go, well, he was a little bit older. He could sue them for that. He could say, you didn't tell me I was doing anything wrong. You just let me go. Why? You know, well, you didn't have the right skills, you know, but then that, that becomes a lawsuit. So they've got to document everything. That's what I've always been told in HR is like, document everything.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's, ugh all that stuff is so complicated. You know, it's just, life is just like this big game of Sims where people just kind of move en masse from, from one thing to another. And I mean, you know, it's, I don't know. See, I don't want to make too broad of a observation, but, <laughs> you know, if you look at things in like, for example, I'm not saying this is just about unions, although obviously a big part of unions is job security and having to have just cause and collective bargaining and all those kinds of things and all the kinds of things that, you know, You know, thank God there aren't as many triangle shirtwaist fires as there used to be. That's a good thing. Um, But, um, you know that story. Tell me it. Oh, oh, there's like probably 35 PBS documentaries about it. But, um, uh, you know, uh, in this case, uh, it was a place that made shirtwaists, which are, you know, kind of like a blouse. And this is in the maybe 20s. And it's just, it's a bunch of immigrant women working crowded into a room and they would lock the doors so nobody could steal anything. It was it was like it was run by Mister Burns, and a fire broke out, and all of these Man. people died in a fire because they were literally like locked into this this tenement. It's a it's a horrible horrible story. People jumping out the windows. It's it's a it's a terrible story. But I, I'm given to believe there's all kinds of things that led to the rise of unions. But I think that's one of them. Things things like that is going like hey you you can't lock people in a building. They were doing that at the uh, Tyson Chicken back in the day. Really? really? Can you imagine being locked in a place to process chickens? No, and it'd be like a Planet of the Apes situation where the chickens would probably—I don't know—maybe it's some kind of experimental Alzheimer's medicine or something. But they would figure out how to get smarter, and maybe the chickens start processing you. Did you ever think about that? <laughs> I'm going to leave
0: you that with that. It proved a minute. to me that they're already not doing that. That's right. That's right. Have you
1: seen that? Have you seen that Dawn of the Planet of the Apes movie?
0: Yeah. Uh, wait.
1: There are there two of them now. Yeah. This is this is one uh, where they're trying to uh, where Commissioner Gordon is trying to jumpstart a dam in Marin County. And uh, they're all camped out in this place in the financial district, and uh, and uh, they got the Andy Circus, his Caesar. It, it's really, it's, it's. I, I made my watch, wife watch a little of it last night. It's, it's pretty good. It's for what is better than you expect. It was pretty good.
0: I have not. Okay, I saw the first one where uh, Cornelius is like the, the only smart one, and then sort of leads the other ones out. Mm-hmm. Um, but that you're saying this is the follow up to that one? Sure, it's not Galen or
1: Caesar. One <laughs> those movies, Marty McDowell always played a different monkey, yeah, he's the same Abe, guy, but sorry, Loved him, but um, this is not to cast an aspersion comma, but uh, you know you see stuff in government and academics where you know people become like furniture we've we've certainly talked about this before, and I think I might have told you, I hope you won't mind my saying but a phrase I learned from um uh Don Schaffner uh you can sometimes refer to people as retired in place. Have you ever heard that term? Ooh. Retired in place. And it's kind of like, not the opposite of gardening leave, but it's like, you've been there for so long, you're like furniture, it's really hard to get rid of you. And like, <laughs> it's really difficult to get the person to do practically anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, they, and it's retired almost in like place.
0: tenure.
1: <laughs> right. Tenure. Oh boy. <sighs> I'm the futurist, uh, Dan, but no. I have a feeling the academic college system, as we understand it, is going to evolve a lot. Mm, I hope so. I'm waiting Um, for that. So, what was... So, anyway, yeah, thanks uh, to everybody who wrote. We got a lot of really good um, feedback and clarifications from people. I'm not sure where to send you to learn more, but uh, we we regret the error if we got that wrong. Mm -hmm. It's not that you can't have a union. It's just that they can't jam you into a union, I guess. Yeah. They call it a closed shop. Optional. Mm -hmm. No, no, This Coffee Joint. I'm pretty sure that's not a union place. No. Could be. Could be. Maybe there's a coffee union. I don't know. Hmm.
0: Go check you it it? I mean, You can. You can... Coffee union? I'll, I'll, go, I'll Google it. Yeah, Google it up. Hmm. While you do that, I'll tell it up for sponsor. I gotta tell you. I gotta tell you. Oscar. 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 This is a fish. This is the Sylvester Stallone movie. This is a Sylvester Stallone movie about a fish. Hmm. A fish called Oscar. A fish, a fish named Wanda. Oh, Oscar. This is, a, this is a really cool new sponsor. I was super excited because, uh, you know, what we need, I think uh, a lot of the people who listen to this show are, uh, are you know what, they're independents, right? They're entrepreneurs. They are small businesses. They're people who, uh, who are very interested in, uh, in, in what I'm about to tell you about. And, and that is Oscar. It's a new kind of health insurance company uh, that uses technology to guide you to better health care. They were designed with today's technology To make health insurance simpler and more intuitive and, you know, more catering to actual human beings as opposed to organizations. And it's the kind of health insurance we'd all want for families and for ourselves. So basically, I mean, here's some cool things. Uh, It's like you get get a a completely different kind of attention than you would get with most insurance. Here's one of the things they do. They have this thing called doctor on call. So you have like a board certified doctor that will call you for free like 24-7 if you have a question, you have a problem. They, they have a site, they have an app that helps you keep track of your metal his, medical history with personalized timeline in there. You can also use their site to find doctors and care in your area. And they're, what's really cool about this is it, it's very neighborhood focused. So they're a large provider. They focus with hospital networks like New York, New Jersey. They'll focus on on an area and they make it easy to find the doctors. You search by location, language spoken. Maybe not everyone's you know, not everyone speaks English. I've just found this out. <laughs> And with Oscar, you don't need a referral to get care. So uh, it, again, it's all technology focused. And, uh, and that's what makes these guys so great. So here's what I want you guys to do. Uh, the, the URL that you're going to go to to learn more about this is hi Oscar. It's spelled O-S-C-A-R, HiOscar.com slash back to work. And uh, they even set up a custom phone number just for us, for people who want to learn more about this. Isn't that crazy? Just, That's crazy. So can I, may I read the number? Yes. It's 844-Oscar-23. That's like, you remember how at the end of Up in the Air when George Clooney's character, uh, I don't want to ruin the movie, but he's, let's just say he's given a phone number. And he calls- and That enables him to no longer be in the air? He calls he calls the phone number. They know it's him. Hmm. They know it's him. They're like, oh, hi, I forget the character's name, but it's like, hello, Mr. Clooney. And he's like, how did you know it was me? It's his own line. This is their own line that they gave us just for this. So starting in January, Oscar members are going to receive up to 240 bucks a year for reaching specifically daily walking goals. See, it's back to your whole Fitbit thing, Merlin. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a, like a nice operation. You get a misfit wearable device. He tracks it through the app. You got daily goals. I mean, all of this stuff. Anyway, hi, Oscar.com slash back to work. Go check this out. This is very, very cool. And uh, really great plans. Go check it out. HiOscar.com slash Back to Work. Thanks very much to Oscar for supporting uh, Back to Work with Maroon Man.
1: Walk, walk. Thank you, Easton. Independent. Hermy Hermie, ruin that wor- word for me now. I'm independent. This is from a show.
0: Yeah. Okay, I haven't seen that.
1: Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Ah, he's nothing without his chompers. Ham, hawks, and guitar strings. You remind me a little bit of Yukon
0: Cornelius. Which one is that? The uh,
1: He's the uh, prospector who throws his pickup in the air wildly. It lands, and then he licks it in this really creepy way. He goes... I remind remember? you of ah, it's peppermint. <laughs> you know, you got, yeah. I thought you were watching these shows.
0: No, I don't. I thought you were ranking Rankin Bass fan. I, I am, but we haven't watched them yet. We've only, we've been, they've been focused on... Uh, I haven't watched it this year. I've just watched it thousands of times. Well, Frosty yeah. the Snowman. Nothing without his chompers. And E.T., that was the other thing, but only if we have time. Um, we can talk about E.T. Are, you're going to slag E.T. because you think it has an age Well, is I'm that right? I'm not going to slag it. I wanted to get your take on it.
1: Okay, I can do that. Um, Somebody, uh, sir, <laughs> somebody, um, <laughs> you can't unhear it. You can't unhear it. You can't unhear it. Sir, er, uh, er. Mm, uh. Uh, so uh, I think boy, I'm just becoming a big collection of ticks without that coffee. I'm, I'm kind of a mess, aren't I? I got I got some uh, seltzer here. Mm, 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 mm. Uh, I had I had something I wanted to talk about. Uh, we could talk about ET. Can we talk about one other thing first. Yeah, whatever you like. I mean, your... So we got the, uh, we got the, uh, so, somebody, uh, J- listener uh, Jesse, last name with help, uh, suggested we read a book called So Good They Can't Ignore You. Yes. Which I think we suggested everybody in our audience read about 11 years ago, and we never got around to talking about it. Because I never got around to reading it. But people like that book a lot. So, uh, listener Jesse, thank you. Uh, maybe we'll do that. Uh, I, you know, I got like five pages into Ancillary Justice. I think I can't read anymore.
0: It's no sad. No more comics. Nothing.
1: Oh no, no! I'm, I'm still reading the comics. Reading lots of comics. It's a big week for comics. Big week. Uh, this is a got, big week. Yeah, you got you got Bitch Planet coming out from Image. Uh, that's going to be great. Um, Elliot Caitlin from the Flop House, his uh, Spider Man and the X Men uh, comes out this week. Uh, what else do you know about? Those are the two. The top the, of my head. Yeah,
0: I mean, you turn You told me about Bitch Planet. I think uh, was it last week? Couple, so, couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've been looking forward to that. That's something because I'm always looking for. Uh, a new title that I can get into that, that has, a, you know, something Im- Image just kills it, man. Yeah, image, image, image is image. so good. So good.
1: So, when I say diverse, I don't mean that in the coded way. Yeah. I just mean, like, they have so many different kinds of things. You know? I'm I'm just, again, so fatigued by so much of the like, let's take these, let's take these 17 nouns and these 13 adjectives and mix them up into a new Marvel title. But like image, man, it's, there's so much great creative stuff coming out of there
0: right now. But Bitch Planet is going to be a, um, it's going to be a, 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 like a regular series, right? It's not a limited yeah. series.
1: No, I think it's going to be, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know what the exact commitment is, um, you have to check the solicitations, but no, I think I think um, it's it's Kelly Sue DeConnick doing a, a feminist riff on like prison exploitation, right? Sci-fi women in prison, but yeah. on a planet. And the she was nice enough to send me a, a copy to look at, and it's really good. Yeah, it's yeah, it's I mean, yeah, it's it's nice to get an issue of a comic where you're like, oh man, a lot of world building. You know, seemingly effortlessly, which means it took a lot of effort, and like you're already setting up something that's going to obviously be a super interesting. Uh, anyway, uh, I recommend it. And you know what else is great? Um, I, I, I can never quite decide. I know this comic is kind of supposed to be for kids, like it's nominally for kids, mm-hmm. but it's it's got so much great stuff in it. Um, Lumberjanes, which I think might be Boom Comics. Okay, yeah,
0: Boom Studios,
1: <clears throat> yeah. Lumberjanes is a book. Uh, gosh, it's done. I think almost completely by women, and it's uh, these these uh, one, two, three, four, five, maybe six five five or six girls at uh, summer camp in their like mid mid teens, mid to late teens, and uh, it's it's just every character has such a distinct personality. And all I'll say is they go to summer camp and have summer camp things happen, and then some cosmic things happen. And it's that's, that's all I'll say. But it's it's really satisfying. And uh, the, I think, eight-issue run that just completed is such a great arc. Um, I'll see if I can find that on the Comixology and put that. I, we've read all of them uh, all the way through, uh, most of them a couple times. So Lumberjanes, that's another good one. Um, uh, so, oh yeah, oh, so here's my idea. <clears throat> this is not my idea. Somebody suggested, I, you know, sometimes we get nice emails from people. Saying things like, you know, we got a really nice email from a woman this week saying, first of all, oh God, I don't even want to mention this. I can't mention this to you. We got, <laughs> we got one pretty cranky note from somebody who wishes we wouldn't talk about germs. Yes. That was pretty funny. And then we got another really this great email, this random email from this woman going like, I like all of it. Like, I like all of the comic stuff. I like all the other stuff. I like all the, the banter stuff. And I just to her, I just want to say thank you very much. Another, because uh, some people like to hear about stuff that like we like. That, that you know, they might want to check out. Yeah. Um, and that's why we talk about the comics. Uh, somebody this week, and I forgive me, I forget the name, somebody suggested was saying how how they love it when they hear people who love podcasts talk about other podcasts that they like. Mm. And everybody's talking about podcasts. And there's a lot of like like gear and business talk these days. So I wanted to talk about, if I may, with your permission, mention four podcasts that may not be, they're not they're not, they're neither huge nor tiny but four podcasts I like a lot that you may not be listening to, but probably should. That'd be awesome. Me- medium, Four medium-sized podcasts. Mm-hmm. And they're pretty different, I think.
0: Medium in sense of you feel like the their exposure or their audience size is, is medium? Meaning if I hear the word
1: serial one more time, I'm going to push a fondue fork into my eye. <laughs> okay. I get it. It's a podcast. Thank you. Um, no, it's it's. I listened to most of the first episode. It seems really good. Um so is that cool? I mean, yeah, maybe if they you have are. someone you could toss them. I know you're you're pretty busy, but I am a I am a really big podcast listener. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I frequently find myself going like, oh my gosh, I, there are so many shows I wish could put out more than one a week or you know more often than they do. So f- so folks out there listening to this who may may enjoy podcasts, hmm, I uh, I'm with you, man. I'm I'm I am such a huge fan. So here's four, and is that okay? Do I have approval for this? Yeah, I'm, please go ahead. If you want to think of one, think of one. I got four, one or four. Okay,
0: good. good, good. we'll we'll do round robin. Well, I, I think you may you may name it. So I want I want to make I want you to go first, and then oh, I'll, I'll just second. I'll just second it.
1: Oh, okay. I'm gonna think
0: about that. <clears throat>
1: okay, <laughs> I, I wonder which one of these it is. The first all, I, I don't
0: know. I haven't looked at your list. I like to be surprised when I go into this. Is I it,
1: love to be surprised. I can't get my daughter to
0: understand this. Would you say that this is your best of 2014 list? No. I,
1: Absolutely would not. Okay, I just want to
0: check in on that.
1: <laughs> I would say it's what uh, John Syracuse calls an array. I see
0: push and pop. Uh, or, or, you could do a switch. You got you. You push your stack,
1: mm-hmm. and uh, I would say at least two of these are uh, actually none of these are anywhere near
0: the metal. I, again, I have not looked at the notes if you put them in there already, but I, I'm almost sure that I can predict what some of these will be.
1: John Paul the <laughs> First, Life Boy. <laughs> And Richard Nixon. Yeah, hang on. <clears throat> Name a pulp, a soap, and a dope. That was my Carson. That's it pretty good. I got wasn't even a Carson. No, it was all right. That was kind of a Karnak. It's related. Okay, so first of all, get it out of the way. Flop House. You guys should be listening to the Flop House. It comes out every couple of weeks. Uh, it's it's three guys. It's it's again to do a genre podcast better than other genre podcasts, is uh, it's a it's a gift. There's probably a Yiddish word for it. Um, but uh, The Flop House is fantastic. It's three guys talking about a movie that flopped either critically or uh, financially. It's usually a fairly recent movie. Um, and it's, it's, it's one of those shows. This is, this is kind of like the wire of podcasts where you've probably heard a lot of people like me. And for example, John Syracuse and Jason Snell, uh, from whom I, I learned about this show, I'm pretty positive it's Jason Snell's all-time favorite podcast. I I think it might be one of John Syracuse's favorites, if not the favorite. And it's just these three guys who are really funny and three very different personalities talking about uh, a usually not very good movie, but you know, as as huge movie lovers and as lovers of of, of all, all, all kinds of movies. And they're they're like I say, three very different guys. So Flophouse and the the one now John Syracuse always recommends. This is the John Syracuse show, by the way. Um, He always recommends starting at the beginning. I haven't done that. I'm going to say, if you want a place to jump in, I'll say it again, uh, episode called Bullet to the Head. It's in show notes. The slice Stallone movie. Um, There are other great ones, uh, many other great ones. And you could start at the beginning. I like that one because I think it's one of those, like, if you like this one, you'll probably like the show. Dan, a side note here. I think it's important. You know, we've talked a lot in the past about like, what's the best movie versus what's your favorite movie? I think, you know, nerds like to... Have to talk about that topic because I yeah. think it's a very interesting topic because they're not always the same thing, right? That is true. Like rarely will you think that the best movie of this year was your favorite movie of this year. Yeah, my f- well, when did the World's End come out? Was that last year? Like that probably wasn't like the best movie of that year, but it was one of my favorite movies of that year. And um, and then, but there's a third topic that most that, that is sometimes very difficult to get people to understand, which is it's not the may not be the best episode of the show. It may not be. The your favorite episode of the show but like what's a good first episode to listen to? There should be a good name for that. Yeah. And I think that's challenging sometimes. If it's a show that you're really close to, it's difficult for me to say like where do you start with The Incomparable? I mean I think one of my favorites is the Christmas music episode but I would say it's probably not the best one to start with. So, anyway, bullet to the head, Flophouse, it's in show notes. Dan, if you could say, uh, in as much as you're able, where would people go to find show notes for episode 199, 199. of your
0: back, back to Work
1: program? We're only going to do three of these, by the way.
0: Five where by, would you find uh, episode
1: 199?
0: 5by5.tv five five slash a B as in brothers, two is in the number, W is in walrus, slash 199. Nine. Mm-hmm. So, Flophouse, house. Three of,
1: of fun. Flophouse Flop comes out... Um, Every couple of weeks, and uh, it, it's a joy. Uh, do you want do, do you want to tell me one?
0: Well, I, I was going? not. I have not started listening to the Flophouse, although I have it queued up. And oh no, and, no, no, I meant. I meant. Did you want to tell me a podcast? No, know? I know, I know. I was. I was leading into it. So what would they call it, you know, a warm up. Hmm. Uh, but I feel like you know that having a having a, a backlog of shows makes me more inclined to listen to them. So I have it. Uh, I have it downloading. And it's there, and it is uh, It is one of those that I'm sort of I'm, – I'm, I'm saving it because I know I'm going to have uh, some time over the holidays to listen more because I won't be recording quite as much over that, you know, the Christmas week. Sure. So I've got it queued up. What show is that? The, the one you're talking about. Oh, the okay. The Flubhouse. It's I queued see, up. I it's ready cool. Now, listen, this is going – this is going you – know, for me – I kind of put podcasts into three, two or three categories of shows uh, or, or of listening types, right? I have the one that I listen to, like for information, for consumption of information. And in that case, it might be a, a, a news show, a show that I listen to that's going to be based on the news, that's going to keep me up to date, that's going to let me know of the things that are going on, that, something like that. Then I have another category of shows that I would put in this sort of, uh, Entertainment category. It sounds like the the flop house would fit in that category mm-hmm. well. It's something that if I miss an episode of it, I miss the entertainment. But it's not like I feel like I'm I'm uh, you know I'm I've lost a day of news or something like that. You know, and that's important to some people. And then the third category is one where I would call I, I call a mind expansion, where I feel like I'm really I'm being taken on a journey or I'm learning something. Uh, something is is like I, I I've I've heard something that I didn't know about, and now I feel differently about that thing, having learned from it. Right. Does that does it's that like make a, sense? Like a
1: ninety nine percent invisible, and kind of that thing.
0: that's my that's my pick. I know that there that show is just everyone should probably already know about it, but that's those are the shows that I cherish, and those are the kinds of shows that. Uh, you can, you can listen to the latest episode now or like in three years and it's going to be great. And I feel Uh like I would have in the past recommended Radiolab uh, for that, but I feel like, I don't know. And like that show, it's not like it's lost its soul or anything, but it just, it feels a little overproduced and almost like what was so innovative of a style for the first few years when it was out now feels kind of. Like I want them to, to change it up. Jad, I want you to change it up a little bit. I mean I love the story about the egg and it still haunts me. But more of that, less of the compression and processing and little background noises. You know what because I mean? It's a little overworked as yeah. I think would say. Yeah. yeah, so 99% invisible, which I'm going to predict is on your list as well.
1: Um, well, no, I, 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 it would be. Um, I, I would consider that like a very well-known
0: show, so I didn't yeah. include it. But I love it because you're doing my wife medium shows, is what you're talking about.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. we we traveled a little over the weekend, and so I played her three episodes of that. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, it's it's. It's so it's so well done. I don't know. It's great. I, I love the length of it too. They're like maybe what like fifteen minutes long. Yeah. The new the latest one on uh, those those creepy inflatable things you see outside uh, car dealerships and <laughs> yeah. how and like how those were uh, that, inflatable man. Really I think it's
0: called. Yeah, wacky, that's it.
1: Wacky waving inflatable man or whatever. Um, <laughs> other great ones. Oh, the one on IKEA hacking is great, and there's one called TK Title that's fantastic mm-hmm. about naming things. But yeah, I, I love those kinds of shows too. I listen to a lot of, you know, public radio E things. Yes. And, and what's interesting here is that's, that's actually produced locally right over the bridge, over a, through KLW. Um, but it's very independent, independent. Uh, it's through PRX. It's not through like, you know, WNYC or something. Yep. It's an independent production. Um, but uh, no, ninety nine percent invisible. That's you know maybe we'll do a grab bag to just do a, a dump of a bunch of ones. But I totally agree. Um, that that yeah I yeah I, I think I think the same way about podcasts. There are the shows that you described as being like sort of like news, current events, information heavy, or opinion heavy. Like there are a lot of podcasts, like Mac podcasts that are... I would think of like a show I used to be on called MacBreak Weekly um, which is I think still a pretty popular show yeah. uh, is a lot of news plus commentary things like that. There's those kinds of shows um, where it's news but you like the voices. And then I think there are shows the second kind I would put is the shows where you're mainly listening for the voices where this sounds nerdy and it kind of goes back to that South by Southwest talk Gruber and I did like voice times topic. Um, and so, like, there's ones where, like, I, you know, in the case of The flop house, honestly, people always say, well, you keep talking about this show. Do I have to see the movie? I'm like, no, you don't have to see the movie. I've seen maybe half a dozen of the movies they've ever talked about. I've ne- I mean, I, I've never seen Bullet to the Head. It's a, <laughs> I've heard that episode seven times probably. And I've, I've never uh, seen that movie. They're the ones where you, you listen for the voice. And then, yeah,
0: I, I guess those are the two main ones for me. See, if you have, I have to say this listening and and, and I w- I thought of this immediately when um when you were talking about the the jumping in point. Uh I have to say this in in complete honesty. Uh and it's not just to, to to butter you up and make you feel good. Karma. But Roderick on the line for me. Have you heard the show yet? I am I've listened to uh most most of an episode of the show. Okay. No, I... they're pretty long. They run like an hour and a half. They're long shows, Dan. They are long shows, and I I have to say this that I was uh, I, what I like about Roderick on the line as as a fan of Back to Work, a listener of Back to Work, is that you switch roles on that show on on this show you're Merlin, on that show you're in the in in the Dan role. And yeah, kind I, of, kind of, yeah. Uh, because there's levels of you know of uh you, you change seats a little bit in a way and uh and i love that i love listening to you because most of the time i listen to you you're talking to me if you think about it so i get to listen to you talking to somebody else and it's so much fun that show is just fun and i'll tell you what uh, jumping in points for me, you have you have done a series of things where you w- say, how do you get in into Roderick on the line? What it's episode 125. It's episode 125. You All can, great shows? Yes. You can go into that episode not ever hearing you before, not ever hearing John before, not knowing a thing about either of you. And by the end of that show, you know so much about each of you it's so wonderful. It's the it, it it the the chemistry that you guys have together is there. That uh, that for me is the perfect. I'll put that in the show notes. That is also a per- John compliments you in that one. I mean that doesn't hurt. No. Uh, as a jumping in point for any show. Absolutely. Uh, but uh, I'm not immune to compliments. I'm Not made of stone. Of course not. Not anymore. No. But <laughs> I if got you, that cream. if you, but that is such, it's it's a fun. You get the. You, you, the the storytelling element is in there. It's it's just wonderful. And yes, I do listen to the show. I don't remember Thanks. when I started listening. Male. I appreciate that. I haven't listened to the very early episodes of that show because. Uh, I jumped in a little bit late. I need to go back and listen. But I put that as one of the medium-sized and great undiscovered shows that to me is so much about what podcasting is about, which is loving the voices and loving and not going into it, not knowing what to expect. I know what to expect from 99% Invisible. I don't know what the topic will be, but I know what's going to happen. And I never know what's going to happen on that show. And that's why I love it.
1: Thank you, man. You know, uh, we half kid or non kid about people who, I mean, the thing is for people who like to listen to a lot of podcasts, they have to listen at greater than one X speed, right? And so, you know, I we joke about that. I mean, personally, I, I don't do that, but I kind of get why people do. But, like, sometimes the biggest compliment you can be paid is somebody saying, well, this is one of the shows that I listen to. At, you once, know, at one normal, X, yeah. <laughs> the way it was intended. <laughs> yeah,
0: I love but, that. But, you know, yeah. but see, that goes into those different categories. Like, for a show for me that's like, and listen, I, I, I know this was going to be you suggesting shows, Daily Tech News Show uh, that Tom Merritt does. I'm a huge fan of Tom. I like Tom. He's he's a really nice guy. Really nice guy. I was on his
1: show a million years ago and he was very, very gracious.
0: A super prof. He, you know, people talk o- about professionalism. He's got it, man. He's the bi- but I'll listen. He's like I- a
1: DJ. He's like somebody who's been a DJ for forty years. If you ever been <laughs> on, in or, on a radio show and right. you see those guys that are just spinning around a chair, hitting stuff, and faders going up and down, and right. running fifteen different things, he's like that. He's really good. Yeah,
0: he is. And uh, I love, but I li- I listen to that show. That I will. I admit that'll be one that I don't always listen to at one X because for me I like the personality uh and, and and on that show but it's also an informational kind of thing and you know I might listen to that at, at, at a little bit faster but that's the exception for me I'm very much like a one x one x speed
1: oh me yeah well dude. me too like I say i I, I, li- I listen to I'm gonna go ahead no as long as we're doing this um right back. Um, yeah I, I yeah, I, for me, it's not a religious or philosophical thing. I just, I like the way it sounds better. And one one of the great features of Overcast that I use, well, one great feature is you can have it, the way I understand this, and as you know, I'm not a technologist, the way I understand it, there's a setting, I think it's called Smart Speed, where Overcast, it doesn't speed up how quickly somebody's talking. It just removes tiny, tiny, tiny little gaps. And for me, that's a good middle ground for most shows. For most shows that are talking, Um, you know, again, now someplace like if you're listening, let me just say, if you're listening to Ira Glass grill Mike Daisy on This American Life, (laughs) you want to hear every microsecond of silence because it's one of the most amazing bits of silence you'll ever hear in your life. Uh, brutal silence. (laughs) If you're hearing Bill Cosby interviewed, you want to hear the silence. Um, but in most cases you can live without that and it makes it go real fast and I'm blown away to go in and see, I should see what my numbers are now. It'll tell you how much, how many hours have been saved by doing that. But here's what the other thing that I like in Overcast, as long as we're derailing this, is that you can have th- like the, the, the speed and the, the voice boost on a per show basis. Mm-hmm. So there's a show I like called Sound Opinions, where it's these two rock critics um, doing interviews and news and reviews. And it's, it's a really good show. But I, I turn off both for that. No, I'm sorry. I do leave voice boost on sometimes. But music can sound kind of weird with voice boost. And so, but I you know, but I don't want the music to to get all goofy, <laughs> sounding, so I'll <laughs> yeah. leave it off for shows like that but um no i i I am with you. I stand by what I've said. I've been doing this in one way or another for you know pretty long while now, and i I really still continue to believe that I'll just say this, like there are people there are people who will be attracted to your show because of the content, and you know it's a Mac podcast, so you listen to a mac podcast if you like the topic. And can suffer the people doing it you'll listen eventually you'll find a show where you like the topic and you, you you like think the people who do it are pretty okay, but like the real gift is when you find a show. Where you came for the topic, but you stayed for the voices. And right. That to me is, you know, if just um, one tip. I just God, I'm so exhausted with the podcasting tips. No, no, no disrespect. I just but came like, out
0: with a new show. You're, uh, I think I was and a camel a that giant, broke your it's back. It's a giant success. People love it. It's a
1: <laughs> big fat, big titted success. You should be proud of it. But
0: my, my <laughs> did one, did I push you over the edge? Is that what you're <laughs> implying? Well, you,
1: come check out my gear guide later. Um, the uh, <laughs> here's my one. Here's my one suggestion. You know what? I don't care what kind of mic you use. I don't care what kind of amp you get, dude. I had the same Road Podcaster, the same amortizing my Road Podcaster. Whoo, that thing has paid for itself over yeah. and over. Is it the greatest mic you can get? No. Is it the cheapest mic you can get? Hell no. I bought a Road Podcaster. I did the Forty Three Folders podcast. I did uh, MacBreak Weekly. Uh, been on Twit with that. I did. You look nice today. I did Back to Work and did Roderick on the Line all with that same mic. And if you like that show, you could give a flying fig what mic I used. Go out there, do the crap out of a podcast and just go reach the people who like your voice. Mm-hmm. Hope that they like your topic, but make them love your voice. That's what matters. And if that voice goes through a, a mic, mic the costs like this thing that Carrie uh, Blanco sent us, the Samson, if you're talking through like a little $60 mic, that's fine. Get a better mic better. But just worry about making something that people like. You know, I, I just, you get so lost in the fog of all this tech stuff. And it's like that stuff does matter. But like, don't let that be a barrier to you going out and starting something and doing something that, that, that you like. And then find people. But and when people go out there and people say, talk more about this. Don't talk about that. Don't talk about politics. Do you talk about uh, OLED monitors? Like, f- take that with a grain of salt. Because remember, the people who aren't necessarily writing you every week are the people who like your voice when you talk about whatever you are excited about. So stay focused on that. That's all I'm going to
0: say about that. Yeah. But. Good Good answer. <sighs> <clears throat> okay, I got another good one. Do you want to tell me about something you like first? I would love to tell you about fresh God, books. I'm
1: so glad I got that out. I feel so much better. You feel, feel like good?
0: this podcast poop, and I feel so much better. <sighs> Cleared out. <laughs> <laughs> Coffee said, will I gotta do gotta that. This, I got to oil this chair. Drink enough. <laughs> I should do a podcast chair guide. See that'd be good. Can't do a podcast with a squeaky chair.
1: Dur, 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 dur. Hey, Dan. Ah, ah.
0: Tell me about something you like. <laughs> freshbooks.com.
1: Oh, Freshbooks.com. Yes. I totally use
0: them. You know about them. Do you know, Merlin, how much your business is earning versus how much it is spending right down to the dollars and cents? Most people don't. Absolutely not. Most people don't. Uh, can you can you take your, uh, your beautiful, lovely iPhone 5S out of your pocket and in one glance find out? Probably not. Do you like the idea of being your own boss, but hate the idea of all the paperwork? Yes. This is the kind of thing that FreshBooks uh, will help you sort out. It's essentially, think of it as just start with the the concept of thinking of invoicing software. So this is a way that if you're a small business, medium-sized business, how do you invoice effectively and get paid faster? We've been using FreshBooks here for years and years and years. And it, it is one of the most useful tools because invoicing I don't n- unless you're like a bookkeeper an accountant you probably hate invoicing I hate invoicing I don't like spending the time creating invoices generating them using you know Microsoft Word or something like that to, or pages to create an invoice and send it and then you wonder like did they get it there's so many great features built into Freshbooks that takes the time and the worry out of invoicing when you send an invoice with this it'll show you Right there on the screen, listing your invoices, it'll show you when the the person you sent it to opened it, which is great because you can totally spy on them. Well, we didn't get it. Well, actually, you did get it on this day. (laughs) At this time, I can see that you opened it. You can send them PDF versions of the invoices too. They even have a thing on there. I mean, you have to pay for postage if you'd want to do this, but they'll mail physical copies of the invoice. If you have a client, an old timer, mom and pop who doesn't use a computer yet, like they exist. They can, they can print out up, and mail It an hooks invoice. up with
1: stuff, Dan. You, you can hook, have it go it does to PayPal. Hook up. It'll work with Stripe.
0: Stripe. Uh, it'll work with
1: their own little uh, little homebrew system. But man, you go in there and go to that settings area and there's so much great stuff you can do. It's so easy to use and so simple. But like so many great apps, all that
0: stuff is under the hood if you need
1: it, when you need it.
0: And when you, need when it. you go in there and look at like all those gateways you can use, it's crazy. It is crazy. It'll hook up. Speaking of hooking up, it'll hook up like you do support. You can hook it up with Zendesk. It'll hook up with Basecamp, MailChimp. You name it, and it, it really is great. And uh, they, they've done the math, and they say that I don't, this is math. They, they've done this. FreshBooks customers double their revenue in the first 24 months, and you get paid an average of five days faster. And you can also use it to record billable hours and track your team's time anyway. They're doing a special thing. Uh, FreshBooks free for 30 days which is a very special thing. There's a little how did you hear about us section. That's Uh, cool.
1: And you can get your data in from other places. You
0: can. So if you want to help us out, help the show out, uh, in the how did you hear about us, you put uh, back to work in there. But there's a special URL, freshbooks.com slash back to work. Thank you very much to freshbooks.com for supporting this show. Really appreciate it. And uh, go check it out. Freshbooks.com slash back to work. Support the show. (laughs) Go to the show, bud. Yeah. What's happening? I don't know. I have nothing to do with it. <laughs> did
1: me. that lady get hacked?
0: What no, happened? No, that's legit, legit upvotes.
1: How can there be 97 votes for something? There can't be 97 people listening I think to the there's show. There's a lot that's of bananas. people listening
0: right now. Are you, are you hitting a button no, to do that? No, I don't have any control. I oh my God. My right, <laughs> my right hand to God, I did not artificially inflate that number on my own. Okay, is that your good hand? That's my, yeah, my good hand. <laughs> so what? <laughs> Oh, it's one hundred and three now. Oh
1: my God, I hate you guys. What What is happening? What is going you know up, what? And up What's going for on? For the record,
0: they, it does use cookies and does there is there. This is, I think, just the listeners are really a fan of it's, that title.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's just tell our listeners if you if you're listening live to the show right now, hello, <laughs> hello, go to <laughs> Showbot on Five by Five TV. This is where the jackals from the chat room have suggested titles for the show. And, you know, there's a whole, there's some shows. There's been uh, 44 titles suggested. Thank uh-huh. you. Uh, most of them have zero votes. Uh, some have one vote. Four have two votes. One has three, one has five, one has 15. Merlin Man's Best of 2014, as I look at this, has 110 votes. 115 now. Oh, 18, 118. Oh, you're getting hacked. You're
0: getting <laughs> no, hacked. it's not a hack because there's it's only, a hack. it says there's 43 people viewing this space. You no, know, there's a, uh, you know, you can only do one vote. Per browser. Uh-huh. You can only do one vote per, per browser. You should get Use that Krebs on security guy on this. I think you might have gotten uh, no, a card sketch. No, it's good. Don't look mm. at Twitter right now, though. Why? Why I mean, don't look at my Twitter account anyway. Oh, for the love of Pete. Mm, I don't know what's happening. Oh, but we have to listen to the God. votes. That's our rule.
1: <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> at two, Dan. Ah. <laughs>
0: oh. God,
1: we have so to listen. Angry. The
0: listeners have spoken.
1: So angry right now! <laughs> oh my god!
0: Merlin Mann's Best of 2014. Now, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> should have done a gear guide. <laughs> Come on
1: and check out my gear guide here. I have, I a, have th- a good.
0: It's a good guide. I, it's helping people. I got people. a
1: think piece on Medium about the problem with podcasts. Mm.
0: <sighs>
1: god, think pieces. Ah, I made a pretty good think piece this morning. Yeah, I bet you
0: did. I've been taking Culturel. <laughs> oh, um, God. So here's the thing. Ooh. Ew. Is that like <laughs> is that like Citracel?
1: Rather. No, no, that's one. Of, that's that fake Metamucil thing, right? God damn you, Dan! How? Rude. 132.
0: No, it's climbing.
1: God, you're a bad person. <laughs> you're a really bad person, Dan.
0: <clears throat> okay, I just thought it was second, a good
1: title. Believe it or not, we're up to my second suggestion. Okay. And, and I think you're really gonna like this one. Uh, This is a show uh, called The Carson Podcast. And it's this guy who I think is based in L.A. I think he's a comedian. And uh, you see it in show notes there. Uh, And he does this show... A really great vertical podcast, as they like to say on uh, on Mike and uh, Jason's show. It's a vertical podcast about Johnny Carson. It's about what's well, about the Carson Show, and so it's this guy interviewing the guests that you remember watching when you were a kid on Carson, talking to people who worked on the show, talking to people like I'm you know, talking about Stephen Wright, Fred Silverman has been on the show, um, just in They just had James Randi on it. James Randi was on. Not that recorded super well, but still a good episode. But here's the one I'm going to recommend to start with. Uh, my gosh, I, just one of my all-time favorite comics. I've stolen so much from this guy, Jeff Altman. Do you remember Jeff oh, Altman? Oh, yeah. Remember Jeff Altman would do his dad? Big 20-pound butt steak. I'll flip you like a cheese omelet and I could do it. Drop you <laughs> like a three-foot putt buddy. Taking <laughs> his slippers. Um, anyway, I'm just doing Jeff Altman now. But Jeff Altman. Oh my God, he's and if you go and like look Google him on Letterman in particular. Letterman is, I think, where where most people know him from. He he was one of Letterman's all time favorite guests. He's been on many many times. But
0: it's just a. I, I thought you'd like that because I know like me love it. No, I love this show. Johnny Carson. Oh, yeah, oh god, yeah. Johnny Carson is my like it's your idol, right? Your hero. Yeah. Not your idol. But you but he was very formative. You tell the story, but he's had a big impact on you wanting to do what you do. Oh, absolutely. I uh, Johnny Carson for me is if the, if if I were to have an idol, it would be Johnny Carson. And uh you know, it's funny um there are sort of uh three people who for different ways uh, in in one way or another, kind of got me into wanting to do uh, radio or talk or wh- whatever. Just don't you embarrass do. me, Dan. Thank you. That is so you're in you're in there.
1: Uh, I know.
0: thank you. But uh, you know the the three that I would sort of get jump into right now. My guess, but I can guess too. Okay, yeah, Johnny Carson and Howard Stern. Uh, Howard Stern was later for me, but definitely, oh, definitely yes. Uh, he, he, but uh, he, I'll, I'll. How about Gene Shepard?
1: Oh, Jesus H. I okay. mean, his radio show, <sighs> Gene, Gene Shepard, best known to Americans as the guy who wrote the, the material that became a Christmas, Christmas story. And story. And he, narrated he has it. a cameo. He's got a cameo.
0: Yeah, he's got a cameo. And of course, that's his voice uh, talking over uh, doing the narration on that. Uh, and then Rod Serling <laughs> would be another one for me. But Johnny Carson stands as an example of somebody who... Yeah. Did you know? Has that the one thing that we often talk about in, in that the the concept of showing up and doing something great every single time, and uh, for year after year after year in what what is uh, or was a very awkward. A studio setup. If you if you ever have seen, I never got to see uh, Carson in person, but I've heard so many people talk about how the stage was set up and the audience was in sort of a different place, and and you know, and doing doing this uh, show that was you know that he kept. Fra- I I could spend all day. Anyway, yes, I love this show. Great show.
1: And such, and I mean, so, oh God, you know who's great? There's a couple more that I want to mention. So I would say, I don't know if you're a Jeff Altman fan, it's a no brainer. He's such a great funny, smart, down-to-earth guy. I just, I wish I could send the guy a toot and tell him how much I love his work. He's, I, I just think he's the best. When I was in college, he was probably my favorite comic. Because he was on lots of cable stuff back then and Letterman. And he, just, he's, he would be so surreal. Just so weird. 20-pound butt stick. Just really weird. And he was on Pink Lady and Jeff, you'll remember, in the 1970s. You remember that show with him and the two Japanese ladies? I do not remember that show. It wasn't on for long. Uh, But his (laughs) stories are fantastic. Uh, Other ones, you know who's great on there is Bob Einstein, a.k.a. Super Dave. Oh, Super Dave, yes. Oh, my God. Super Uh, Dave was the best. You know who Super Dave's brother is? Uh, Super Jim? Albert Brooks. Are you kidding me? Albert Brooks' real name (gasps) is Albert Einstein. He changed it to Albert Brooks for the business. And the nephew or nephew-in-law of uh Uncle Bob and Uncle Albert. uh, uh, uh Sean from uh from uh from uh, Harvey Danger. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Wow, I didn't yeah. know all of this stuff. It's all
1: everything's connected. Um, and I think that's a really good show. so that's that's a good one. Uh, you know, and, and also just I don't know, it's great because you're talking to people who are some other ones. Oh, rich little was great on there, but it's so great because it's like, you know, catching up with all these people you haven't thought about in years. But here's the other thing that's great about this, the little kind of grace note, the little sort of voce part of this is the little stories about how distant everybody says this. Mm-hmm. how far away how private Johnny was. Yes. And there aren't that many people who were close to him in any way. And then the B side of that is how many of these people suddenly were no longer invited on the show and they still don't know why. It's really interesting. It's something I've heard in probably the six or seven episodes I've I've
0: listened to. But if you're a Carson fan, it's it's, it's really good. It's amazing. And this is the puzzle about it. You know, you hear hear these uh, stories about Carson too, like... um, Oh man, I just oh I just was going to say it, and then you you threw out a couple names, and it just completely distracted me. Um, the guy that used to be on Saturday Night Live, and then he had his own talk show, and then he uh, he was color commentary on uh, NFL for a little while, and he did political humor, and he's got the he's very oh
1: con- um, not not Norm McDonald, not um. Norm.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. He's got sort uh, of the long, uh, kind of longer brown hair and very sort of cynical and cutting. Dennis and- Miller. Dennis Miller. He call- Okay, so Dennis Miller launched his own late night talk show, like kind of in the Johnny Carson style. And, you know, you hear these little anecdotal stories like because he had got his start in that exposure to that audience on Carson and, you know, kind of was was building it up there. And then he started it and he tells a story of how uh, – I hope I'm getting this right – how Carson called him, I guess, after the show started and didn't do very well. And he said, uh, not as easy as it looks, is it, kid? And that was the whole mm-hmm. phone call. You know, like he just – but he would show up and do these amazing things and it was just –
1: and all the all the stories mm. of it seems like almost everybody has a story about impersonating Carson and then having him walk on stage <laughs> right. while they're doing it. Um, the other thing we we talked about this a couple years ago when it came out. It might be it's a PBS show. I want to say maybe American Masterworks. Yep. Or that does the
0: documentary on him that I thought was fantastic. Did you you saw that right? I did see that. Loved it. That's one of those <laughs> things that like that's the I'm weird that way because I love things like that. Like to me. I like, I almost enjoy shows like that more than a movie in in some ways. You know what I mean?
1: Oh, you mean like a food or marijuana documentary on Netflix? (laughs) Yeah. I made four of those this morning. Did you? Oh, yeah. It's it's not that hard. King of Late Night, PBS Video. I will put that in tune. And do you remember
0: Johnny Carson's last uh, TV appearance? Uh, Was it on Letterman? Yeah, he was on Letterman. Is that where he brought his own desk? Yeah. uh, Okay, so I think the last one is the one where... um Oh, where, he just did he a out, He just yeah. Walk? He had he had uh, you know he would have Larry Bud uh, Melman come out and he says we have got a special guest tonight. It's Johnny Carson and he's got Larry Bud Melman walks out <laughs> and as he walks out, it's actually I'll see if I can find this on YouTube, but it it shows this, the subtitle Johnny Carson and he was going to have him read like the top ten and then uh, then they actually have Carson walk out <laughs> and he gets a he gets a standing ovation and uh, and and he's going to you know do the list or whatever he's going to talk. The audience does not stop applauding. They're standing. They're just applauding so much. He sits down in Letterman's chair. Letterman gets up and sits in the guest chair next to him. That's nice. And and they will not stop applauding. They will not stop. And and Carson just eventually just shakes his head no, gets up and walks off. Never says one word. It's I found it on YouTube while I was talking. I'll put that in the show notes. Love that.
1: Very interesting guy. Oh that's good. That's good. Yeah, so anyway, that's a good one. That that's a good one. And that's again, that's the kind of show where you know the uh the host is uh he's very enthusiastic and you know, uh he obviously loves and knows so much about all these people. He's like an old school show business nerd and uh I think it's really really enjoyable. We should probably not make this too much longer. Well, I'm I'm uh, cutting into all your recommendations. Uh here's a here's a quick one now. This is a a more well-known podcast that I recently discovered that uh Not the kind of show I normally listen to, but I really like it. It's called the Slate Culture Gab Fest. Hmm. And it's a show uh, by Slate. Uh, I'll do this one quickly because it's, it's, you know, there's a lot of podcasts like this. But it's just, you know, I think usually three very smart people uh, from Slate um and uh talking about pop culture stuff them and i would say a good one to listen to is their most recent one called the totally obsessed edition and they talk about orphan black and black mirror and they talk about all of the ways that this great article their guest who's a writer at slate wrote about you know how adults how it's all the pressure to become obsessed with something nowadays <laughs> which oh, really right. appealed to me but um that's in the notes slate culture Gab Fest um, you got any more I got one more. Uh
0: get, do it. I've taken up too much of the
1: time. One that I don't one that I don't listen to every week, but I'm very intrigued by is you made it weird with uh oh, Pete yeah. Holmes. Yeah. Pete Holmes I know best from his ongoing series of sketches YouTube, I guess, or I don't know if it's Funny or Die or whatever. But if you ever seen the sketches where Professor X fires one of the X-Men, <laughs> have you ever seen this no you've never seen wolverine gets fired (laughs) no i need to see that oh god please right now go go, google wolverine gets fired all right and so he he plays professor x firing in each one he fires a different x-man and then goes through all the reasons that they're a totally ridiculous character (laughs) he he fires wolverine he fires storm uh he fires (laughs) firing nightcrawler is
0: really funny all right i'll put those and it almost always
1: pretty much always ends with him flipping them off and telling them to get out of his office it's really funny
0: that's awesome. Are you looking it up? Yeah, I got it. I put it we'll in the We'll do show it for us. the
1: After after Dark. Okay. And what I want you all to listen to, I want you to make time to go listen to a recent episode with Patton Oswalt, because it's really good, and it's right inside of my brain. He talks a lot about just all kinds of great stuff around, uh, you know, a lot of stuff about comedy, about, you know, uh, just the changing climate, trying to be a comic who wants to go out and test material on the road and then see it like show up on YouTube, how it used to be that you could go out and find out how offensive or dumb your act was by failing. <laughs> and now you can't even do that because somebody's going to shame you for this dumb joke. And But he goes into a lot. He and Pete go into a lot of talking about this kind of a mix of talking about depression procrastination and how to actually get things accomplished and how hard that is to do. So I think folks who enjoy this show, especially when this show is good, uh, will really enjoy it. You Made It Weird uh, featuring Patton Oswalt. Um, There's been some other ones of his I really like. It's a very long show, which I don't mind. It's usually two hours long. And it's just a conversation. And uh, I I think Pete Holmes, Pete Holmes
0: is a guy that I could hang with. He seems like a really cool guy. Do you feel, uh, not to go too much off on a tangent, is there a certain, because you mentioned before all those shows are long, is there like a good length of show for you? Is there do you, do you have like a sweet spot in a in a duration of a show that you like?
1: Not really, not at all. Um, there's that <clears throat> probably apocryphal story of the little girl who wrote to Abraham Lincoln and said, "How long should your legs be?" And uh, you're very tall. How long should a, a good person's legs be? He says, "Long enough to reach the ground." <laughs> and that's that's how I feel about podcasts. They're as long as they need to be. That's great. Um, like, I don't know, again, I feel like such an outlier. Like, I feel like I should have this huge opinion about how to make a podcast, but I don't because there's podcasts that sound like homemade crap that I will very happily listen to. There's other ones that are very, very highly produced with very talented people that I just find stunningly boring and won't listen to. So I will, I will listen to John Syracuse talk about anything for any length of time because (laughs) he's a complete conundrum. And I, have, I will never completely figure out John Syracusa. He's my white whale. He's my white buffalo. And I'm always trying to figure him out. So, <clears throat> you know, ATP, two hours long, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Um, and, I, you know, I, I pretty much find anything that, that John will be on. That's an extreme example. There aren't that many people I'll do that with. I'll find out when John Roderick is the guest on a show. I'll go and listen to it. I'm um, trying to think of other people. Somebody like, you take a comedian like somebody like Maria Bamford. Like somebody who like just consistently says so many interesting things. Such an interesting person. I'll always seek those people out. As far as length, <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, I guess there's a lot of shows I listen to that are on public radio or clearly want to be on public radio that are somewhat naturally constrained by, <clears throat> excuse me, by the format. So it's got to be you know less than an hour long. It's got to have breaks at certain points. <laughs> Sometimes that's really awkward. Like on Sound Opinions, I mean, I lo- I really like that show and I <clears throat> listen to pretty much every episode, but it takes about three minutes for the show to start. You know, there's just, there's so much like Chrome and, and ad reads at the beginning that it, it takes forever for the show to start. But I think that's, you know, because of the kind of show that it is, that it's made for public radio and it's made for being around the news break and stuff like that. Oh, you know what you should listen to? Go find the Sound Opinions where they talk to Robert Plant. Oh, I well, okay. you can really enjoy it. It's all about... And then he goes in and talks a lot about Led Zeppelin. He sounds like a very interesting person. Like, he's really got a good head on his shoulders. Interesting guy. But I don't know. I don't know the question. I mean, it's that's such a dumb non-answer. But, like, <clears throat> you know, as long as it needs to be to be good... It's funny because, like, on the flop house, uh, Dan, who's the main host of the show, is always obviously very worried about time. And, like, when they get up to 35 minutes, he really starts, we got to (laughs) close up, got to get the final judgments because they still got to do their letters. Elliot's got to sing a song about letters, and then they do their recommendations and so forth. Um, but I don't know. I, um, I think, I think your podcast should be as long as you think it should be. And if you're out there and taking my dumb, useless advice, it's not about microphones, you'll know what people want. You'll know. Don't, I would say on the one hand, don't listen to people who tell you to make it endlessly long and be circumspect about people who tell you to make it half an hour long. If it, doesn't, if it needs to be longer than half an hour, let that be. With Roderick on the line, I start looking at the clock uh, around an hour and I started, try to start kind of finding a way out because I don't want it to go past an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. And that gives me some room. And if John starts talking about politics at 16 minutes past the hour, I, uh, I, I have to kind of, you know, steer him away. But, uh, <laughs> but that's, you know, and we don't get, well, we don't have that large an
0: audience, but we don't, we don't get tons of complaints about people going, it's too long. Right. You know, that's the funny thing is I, I know that in the past when we've done, not you and I necessarily, but, uh, you know, Hypercritical, which had, had, I think, the longest shows that I've ever been a part of, hours and hours long, some would go very, very long. Um, we would get email from people saying that show was too short. I know it was two hours. It was not long enough, you know, and and that says something, you know, it says something a lot about the listeners and that if if right. it's entertaining – if good points are being made if if it's you know well, if, it's, if it's appropriate to the people and what they're talking about when people say how long should a podcast be that's
1: like that's like saying how much should food cost <laughs> Well, it should cost whatever the market bears, I guess. You know, the thing is, if you if you've got one of these like overworked outline based podcasts with with you know that has to be on public radio and has to be a certain length, if you're making essentially a radio show, well, then it needs to be a certain length. Yeah. But if John Syracuse is really like just getting his game on with talking about uh, Walter Isaacson, is that his name, Walter? Isaacson? Mm-hmm. Like that's yeah, I want to hear that till it's done. Or in the case of like Gruber, he had one with Marco go so long he had to make it make it into two episodes. Right. I think his the longest standing talk show single guest episode was Syracuse, and it was three hours. <laughs> but it's not that he's it's not that he you know prattles on. It's like everything he says is really smart. Don't tell him I said this. But uh, anyway, this is the John Syracuse show. We're now entering hour two. Uh, that's it for my recommendations. Did you want to tell me about something else you like?
0: Yeah, I'll tell you about a little uh, a little startup company called Squarespace. Brand Squarespace. new, brand new, just hit the pavement, hit the ground running. Uh, you know what? Squarespace is doing the kinds of things that you and I never believe. It's funny. I got a a tweet this morning from, if it's here, I'll read it to you. My first job out of college, uh, I got got a tweet from the guy who, they were two co-founders of the company. And he said to me, He says, here he is, I remember you, the funny, clever, weird, in a good way, smart guy who told me there was a future with this internet thing. That was my job in 1994. And I haven't heard from him like in forever. And I think I've told the story that like the most of the reason I got that job was because I knew, you know, how to like hide table borders and do a a CGI, uh, you know, hit counter. And like that was a that was a big reason why they hired me. And the things that we have struggled with for year after year after year of of trying to build, trying to do, now for eight bucks a month, you can just go and like you have a website <laughs> and it's done. Eight bucks a month and it's done. And if you want to change the design, you click three times and you have your entire site has been redesigned. Like that's beyond a, a pipe dream, I mean, it's, it could never be that easy. It is that easy. And, you know, like now it used to be that there were other companies out there that you would say, oh, well, we'll go and we'll set up a store. And how do we make the store look like our web? Like they integrate all of that stuff. They integrate everything. And it's, it's just couldn't, couldn't be easier to start with a beautiful design. All of these amazing tools, 24-7 support. Like I said, it's eight bucks a month. You get a free domain if you sign up for a year. Responsive design, so it works everywhere. And the amazing thing, commerce. And you can sell digital stuff. You know, you're making videos. You want to sell those. You're, you're, you have t-shirts you want to sell. Like all of this stuff is integrated. It's all built in. And uh, I just, I don't know how, like I'm every site that I'm doing, Whenever we work on a new site or something like that, like you can host your podcast on it. If you're a musician and you've got a band, you can put your music on there and host it. Um, it's just amazing. Anyway, th- they've got a, uh, a special site uh, that they made just, just for our listeners to help uh, get started and, and to support the show. Uh, Squarespace.com slash back to work, all spelled out. And you can use the code that will get you 10% off is it's your show. It's your show. Is start start you out at that eight bucks a month. And uh I mean you I know you've had the Squarespace site for a while, but the stuff that they're doing, it's all in one place. Like we wouldn't have jobs. We wouldn't have the careers we have if Squarespace has had existed, you know, twenty years ago.
1: It's like fifteen, ten. You know, everybody goes goes on about like where's my hoverboard? Where's my moving sidewalks Right. And you're like, Well, you know, you can You can get really sick and get fixed now. That's good. There's not poop in the water. There's been a lot that's gotten better in life. And one of the things is, like, to me, honestly, they didn't pay us to say this. But um, I guess technically they did. But uh, this is not what they told us to say. For me, this is, Squarespace is my hoverboard. Like, when you look at what what you just described, what you and I did, it's completely obviated everything that I did. And it's obviated a lot of what you did. You don't have to know how to use Microsoft Access to have a database What's on your right. site anymore. Fox Pro. Fox Pro. Oh, I love that app. Um, <laughs> it, it, really, it really is amazing. And you know, I had a, a, a message from a friend of mine uh, the other day, a celebrity. And he was like, should I really do this? Like, it seems a little spendy. Like, is this really worth it? And I was like, believe me, like, just try it for the month and you'll find it is not that spendy. It is so worth it because you know you're not in the webmaster business anymore. You can go back to being a rock and roll drummer and you don't have to think about that. Like that, your time is worth so much and your frustration, just avoiding all that frustration and knowing that stuff is taken care of. We've said enough. Squarespace.com slash back to work. And your code is, uh, it's your show.
0: And people should go there. Yep. Go there right now.
1: And you know what? This is going to be my thing. I just say this all the time. You know, if you think this is not for you okay, make sure it's not for somebody you know because you probably know somebody who needs this. You know somebody. You don't want to be sitting babysitting somebody's site for their church or for their school or for their, their their small business. You can set these folks up in an afternoon. There are so many stories of this. I've done this. We've all done this. You set somebody up with Squarespace and now they're just happy and you get to go back and have a life again.
0: Yeah, go away from it. And, and you know, they've got like little apps and everything you can see apps that'll show your metrics at the site. You can post and manage the site from, from apps. And, you know, it's, they've got it down, man. They've got, as, as the kids say, they got it on lock. So, uh, Mm. squarespace.com slash back to work code. It's your show. Go, uh, go check it out. I have to throw one more name out there. Just as I think about hosts who I always like, who I feel is, is, uh, just sort of like, he's there he's important but people always forget to mention him can I throw one out there as one of my favorite all time favorite interviewers and hosts of a show Charlie Rose okay Charlie Rose no no fantastic. No, no, no I'm just guessing go guess, go go no, Dick Cavett oh Dick Cavett he's charming and he's the kind of guy that like he's nobody thinks oh man he he sure did change this kind of no but he was there and he was consistent and he had his own style and he he had a lot of big you know big shows and he was that's
1: that's the thing about historically about Dick Cabot is like you know he's a he's a funny guy with a lot of Groucho Marx stories mm-hmm. but like the thing <laughs> they know about Dick Cabot is like you go back and you watch you know watch him talking to Sly Stone like if you had Sly Stone on most white guy talk shows, <laughs> it would have been as a curiosity and there's certainly an element of that like, but him talking to Jimi Hendrix, it's just like a guy talking to a guy yeah. and, and he's, or John Lennon you know, kind of letting his guard down, I'm sorry, John and Yoko really letting <laughs> their guard down to some extent and, and speaking freely about stuff. I think in the late 60s uh, you had the Smothers Brothers doing comedy uh, with Bob Einstein and Steve Martin writing, um, but you have uh, you had Dick Cavett doing, doing talk show stuff that I think most people would never want to touch and he and he was equally at ease with all those different sorts of folks he never seemed unhinged
0: yeah it was sort that's of a good like one. that's a it, that's a very good one well you know it's it's the fact that he it always feels especially if you watch late night tv now uh, there always seems like there's an agenda that's going on. Like, I'm here to promote my new movie and you as the host of the show will support that. And then the host is like, I'm here to help you promote your new movie and maybe I'll ask you a couple funny questions you weren't expecting. And thanks so much for coming by and get off the stage. You know, there's so much of that. Whereas he always had conversations that that were interesting. He knew about the hosts, not in the way that like Charlie Rose will Oh, this host has written three books. I will read all three books. I will make notes on them. I will, or his production crew, whoever I believe yeah. maybe he's involved. Terry,
1: Terry Gross is the same way. She yeah. reads a, when she deigns to be on the show. God bless her. She she reads a chapter, uh, at least a chapter of, of the whoever she's interviewing.
0: Dick Havitt always seemed to be more more interested in the people, and I always loved that. And I remember watching that show. I mean, that show was on originally i think it was a very early 70s maybe and was, i think it was on in the 60s yeah late 60s early 70s i guess and then it came back again but i actually found myself watching the older episodes of that show and, you know, you can do that with Charlie Rose, too. Like, I remember there was a great Charlie Rose uh, interview with, like, Conan O'Brien when he was just about to start The Tonight Show. Mm-hmm. And you watch that, and you're like, man, what a perspective, you know, that that is uh, looking back at, at that. So there's almost, it's like you're recording history, in a way, with with these great celebrities and, and things like that. So anyway, I know that's off-tangent, but... That's good. Yeah, so
1: uh, Dick Cavett started at 86, in some form or fashion, on many different networks. Uh, Dick Cavett Show original run in 68
0: to 86. Nice
1: that's a heck of a run, yeah, not mm. bad,
0: not bad, and uh, you there know what I, can i can I share an unpopular opinion? I would love that I also listen to a couple of uh sports podcasts, oh, it's okay, Dan I know, and uh one of one of the shows that I really enjoy uh is the Dan Patrick show. he's great, and what I like about the Dan Patrick show, a lot of people would say sports you know, if you're going to listen like Rich Eisen, that's hardcore sports. Like that's a sports focused show. What I like about Dan Patrick is sports is sort of the, the pretense or the, the pretext of the show almost. And, Mm -hmm. and it jumps very quickly off of that. And yeah, he'll get like people from sports, but he also goes into entertainment stuff and it's, it's funny. And I just, I really enjoy that. And for people who, you know I'm not the kind of sports person where I can like recite facts and figures and and you know memorize which team played in you know which game and what the weather was. I just that's not me and for people you know who who have a either standard or kind of peripheral interest in sports but but you do enjoy it as a as a concept the Dan patrick show is is one that yes, it's highly produced, and yeah, this is the guy who's going to be like you know, talking about the major games and his shows national, but this is not a medium sized show, but I, I offer this as a jumping in point for people who maybe want to hear about sports or want to, uh, but, but aren't committed in that hardcore way of, you know, let's talk about stats and figures. And you know, how do I, I have got three fantasy teams I'm managing and it's nothing like that. Uh, so that it's, it's fun. Let's throw that out there. Sorry. No, I totally agree with you
1: because it gets kind of gets to the point I was I was trying to make, which is that, you know, if you care, if you enjoy the voice, the topic is almost secondary. Right. So I think it's something like Top Gear where I not only am not into cars, I'm a little hostile toward car car culture, but those guys are funny, you know? It's it, it's it's funny. It's not something I'll watch all the time. Right. But that's again, that's a perfect example of cooking shows. I mean, you know, right. sometimes you just like that kind of person. So, you got any more sponsors today, Dan? Nope, that's it. That's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else do we have? I think we are probably, that's probably enough for today. Mm-hmm. Huh? Yeah, sure. We had another topic here, but let's save that for next week. Um, yeah. Yeah, you know, get out there and have some fun, you guys. Make a podcast. It's okay. You can always get better at it. If you're not getting better at it, then you're probably doing something wrong. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to have the perfect equipment. And you know just don't feel don't feel shamed by people telling you like what what you 've got to do a certain way if it sucks you 'll figure it out, and you know if it doesn't suck, you might figure out how to make it better. but like I would never want anybody to feel that they don't get to play in this game because they haven't either antied up in terms of equipment or they haven't perfected their personality and their voice or that they see themselves as they do that self-defeating thing where they're, first of all, starting out before they've ever recorded a word, before they've ever recorded a syllable. They're putting themselves up next to the people they consider the best at what they do. Well, everybody in that situation has been there. So I don't know. I don't want to be encouraging or anything, but like, you know, go out, go out and do it and have some fun. It's, it's As Jason Snell has recently said, it's a very democratic medium. It not, does not need to be super costly to do. Um, you know, I guess we can, you know, sure, fine. Let me get it out of the way. We can always all be better about everything. I would hope we can take that as red guys. I don't need a video about that. We can always all be better, but don't, the thing is the chilling effect is to tell people that they should be scared because now they're going to be all evaluated by all these mandarins of podcasting who are going to tell them that they got bad mic technique. And I want to say you have time to get better at that, but don't let that keep you from doing something that you think you might love.
0: That'll be the one person who said that. The good advice. Good advice.
1: Can, I tell right, you, can uh, they
0: can they go listen to my show? Can I pimp that at least? Oh no, no, please, by all means. Okay, I, I did a show. I'm doing a, a show talking about this kind of thing. hope help, helping, hopefully the have got plaudits for this, Dan, mini plaudits. Have I? Yeah, Jason Snow was telling you how great it was. People, people love your love your show. Tell them about it. Okay, so it's it's called Podcast Method, uh, and uh, it's kind of. You know when i I had this way back in the day, I used to do these guides on on Hive logic of like here's how to install MysQL on a Mac and you know get rails running and all that stuff and so i I came out with these sort of like a recipe of like here's here's how you do it and then uh I eventually did a a podcasting like equipment guide of saying here's the stuff I use and here's here's the the reason why I use it so that hopefully people won't make the same ridiculous uh, expensive mistakes that I've made year after year buying the wrong stuff. And uh, so I I would come out with one of those every year and then I eventually moved it to its own little site which I named podcast method after bacon method, kind of a funny thing. Uh, but people really like it and so I thought, you know, I've been waiting for a long time to try and do a show that would really help people get into this and and in a lot of the ways that you're talking about, like, yes, you can go and buy a mic for like 50 bucks and and start recording. But yes, if you want to go to the next step, you can do that too. But here's all the things that I've learned. Like, I want to talk about how to track downloads and how to get your show into iTunes. And, you know, we've talked about mic technique. I made a little video on mic technique that shows because one of my friends, Chris was uh, he had a Heil PR40. Great mic, you know, And but he sounded like Like this booming voice of God kind of muffled through a pillow. I'm like, why does he sound like that? Well, he was too close to the mic because he'd never, he'd never seen it. Like he, he had, he has a great voice and he has a wonderful mic, but it didn't sound good. Why? Simple. Because mic technique takes years to, to learn. So I've, you know, I'm like trying to help people. So I did, I'm doing a show once a week. Um, Right now, supported by Patreon. So that's it, 5x5.tv slash podcast method. And I would love to hear what you think. And if you have questions, please ask them. And uh, thanks for letting me do that on the show, Merlin. I appreciate
1: it. Absolutely. Go check it out, everybody. Dan Dan, uh, knows whereof he speaks. Thank you. Congratulations. All right, let's button this up. I love you. I love you too, Merlin, man.